Hey, what's going on? It's Stokely from Sauce on Delay. I just invested into a little microphone that I got from Amazon. Um, it's pretty cool. It's wireless. You can charge your phone through it. Um, it's for iPhone. For some reason, uh, my where I have my phone is not very good at recording. It picks up all kind of sounds around. And, you know, I'm driving in my car 99% of the time. And um, I just had to honk my horn, of course. You probably heard that. But um, I don't really have much saying. Um, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, what's, 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 what, what, you know, you, you sometimes, you know, well, most of my posts seem very jaded as of late, in my opinion. Um, it's because my perspective on what I have to do, what is required of me, is one of um, that one that is is of unpleasantries. Like historically, um, even as a child, I never liked going to school. I had to go to school, and when I went to school in my formative years, I went to a school where they had um, corporal punishment, where they used to beat you. You know, so, and, and most of my beatings were for academics as in not memorizing something that I had to memorize the day before. I mean, in some ways, I do appreciate that kind of um, conditioning in that it made me, uh, it made me do my job. But as soon as that conditioning and that parameter was removed, I stopped, I stopped I stopped, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't self-motivated. I just made a post about being motivated, but as soon as they stopped the beatings, I stopped basically performing, you know, um, as soon as the teacher stopped, um, imposing corporal punishment, as soon as my parents stopped imposing corporal punishment, well, not so much my parents, but regarding academics, regarding school. I didn't really have much. Um, I, I, I I took that as a great. I guess I took that as an opportunity for me to relax a bit, and my academics suffered as a result um, because I look back at some of my writings in my formative years, in my young years, and they were way beyond what I was doing. Maybe in well, not way beyond, but I looked at some of the letters I wrote and some of the work that I did. And, I think it, the quality of work that I did while they were beating me was much better. And it's not that I would get beaten from the teachers um, frequently, but it's, it was a combination of things. It was a combination of the, the physical assault and the embarrassment because you would be beaten publicly um, right in front of all your classmates, all of your friends. And... Um, I remember I remember one instance where a girl in my class was beaten and the teacher was la the teacher that was implementing the beating was laughing you know and this was a student that you know I wasn't necessarily friends with and I kind of laughed too and it it it, it, it it showed how cruel and it showed the cruel the cruelty of the 
the environment that I was in at the time, my cruelty. And I, I don't know if I relayed the story, but I've relayed it many times. Uh, when I was young, there was a there was a news report of a man who had stolen someone's goats, and the people in the community beat him, put tires around him, and set him on fire. You know, they killed him. And when I saw it on the news, I laughed, and I felt it was justice. I felt it was justified. I was like, oh, you know, that's what you get. You know, but um, it showed the mindset of the culture that I was in. Even though I would say I, I come from a very nurturing environment because, you know, my parents, they tell me they love me all the time. And I've, I've, I've had conversations with classmates and they say that their father never told them that they loved them, never said those words. And yeah, so I mean, yeah, I know a few people whose father never said those words out of their mouth, who are, I don't know. I mean, I guess it didn't really make a difference because those are kind of some loving people, some very devoted fathers themselves, even though their own father didn't say they loved them to them. My father told me a lot and I'm, I think I'm a, a basic I'm a basic mediocre kind of father for the most part. But the um, um, the uh, why did I even bring that up? So the um, yeah, I come from a nurturing environment where my parents, you know, they all give hugs and tell you they love you and all kind of stuff like that. You know, I come from a very nurturing environment. My grandparents, my aunt very loving you know tell you bedtime stories all that all that good stuff um but i would see violence conducted on others and um i would somewhat be disconnected from it and i was just um reading a comment recently on a youtube video and the YouTube video was stating that, well, not the YouTube video. The YouTube video, yes. The YouTube video was a, about a young man who um, had helped the Nazis to find Jewish people that were hiding. And uh, he later on was asked, um, do you feel bad or do you regret what you did? And the man said, no, because if I didn't do it, somebody else would do it. So he was totally in tune and in touch with who he was at that time. I don't know if he still held those feelings, but those were indicative of his feelings at the time. If I don't do it, somebody else will. So someone in the comments responded that, Children have to be taught empathy. It's not something that's necessarily just innate. Um, and, you know, I do see that. I do see that in a lot of ways. Um, I see even interactions with little kids and little kids at the park. You know, not, now, now being a father, I, I see little kids interact and I see that sometimes they can be very cruel. Um, 
they're very selfish. They can be very selfish. You know, they don't want to get their way. They want to throw a tantrum. And I, I still exhibit that um, characteristic myself. But um, I don't throw a tantrum. I just start to, I start to seethe and I just become quiet. But um, empathy is something that has to be taught. So later on in life, I look back at myself and I thought, you know, and I remember that instance where I saw the guy get burnt in the, on the tire in the tire on the television, and I said to myself, "Oh my gosh, that's horrible! How could I ever have thought that that was justified and that was funny? That's something that I had to learn." And um, you know, the unfortunate thing is that. We're all programmed based on our environment, based on the echo chambers of, of interests and politics and theology that we subscribe to. We're all kind of groomed and, uh, and whatever social construct we subscribe to kind of dictates our humanity our view of humanity, you know, and our sense of other people's humanity, you know. I mean, to, to you know, you, 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 uh, uh, you know, like I, I know somebody that was in a, in a, in a, in a war, in a genocide, that survived the genocide. And um, what he relayed to me is that many years before the, the, the Civil War or whatever it was started, the people who he was fighting with were his literal neighbors, his literal, uh, you know, one of some of them are, you know, his friends. They used to be friends. And then based on political and pol politics and theology, they ended up enemies. So just being... You know, even as an adult, you can be, your empathy can be taken away. I mean, you know, your, your, your empathy can be, I don't even know if taken away is the word, but your, your empathy can be reprogrammed. Your level of empathy, your level of humanity can be reprogrammed. And, um, it's very hard to see it sometimes because our, well, at least me, my impulse, my impulse reaction to, to harm or attack or fear immediately is to retreat. Well, that's me. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a very brave person in my opinion. So my immediate response is to retreat. Now, some other people, their response is to attack, you know, and maybe I retreat because I'm not in a position or uh, of strength or a position of leverage. Maybe if I was in a position of strength and leverage and having experienced beatings early on in life, I would have a more dominant, aggressive um, uh, you know, combative or or at least confrontational uh, persona. So anyhow, 
the knee-jerk response to the negative stimulus or the harm is sometimes to attack. So if we turn on the news now and the news channel tells us, oh, these are the bad guys. Well, you know, these bad guys, they're going to harm you. They've harmed someone close to you or they've harmed someone in your community or, you know, whatever. This, this is what's going on right now. Something bad is going on right now. There's, there's a danger. Some people, when they hear about danger, they run towards the danger and they attack it. You know? And, you know, unfortunately, we also speak in absolutes. We, you know, we have absolutes and, and we just want to paint, paint with a broad brush. You know, and that's when atrocities take place. But we want to paint with a broad brush and we say, oh, well, we need to have a heavy-handed response or not even necessarily intentionally need to have a heavy-handed response. But a heavy-handed response is the one that's most uh, available and seems maybe at times the most appropriate. So anyhow, and then all of a sudden you look back and you say, what did I do? What have I done? You know? So, you know, our knee-jerk response is, you know, is the fight-or-flight animal um, primitive response sometimes to things and it doesn't result in a sustainable harmonious environment you know let's stick a pin in that sustainable and harmonious you know what I'm, I'm thinking about this word sustainable now and I'm saying you know what the human beings are trying to play God on the planet like when I was in college in 2008 we did a report on um on a on a on a on a on a scientific theory um, that would um, prevent global warming by spraying metals into the atmosphere, the upper atmosphere, in order to reflect the sun's light. Um, but at the time, I'm sorry, at the time in college, it wasn't about spraying something in the atmosphere. Is about installing satellites and plates and, you know, uh, some kind of suspended. It, it wasn't any spray at the time. It, was, it wasn't particulates at the time. It was more of, I would say, more devices to reflect the sun's light. But now we've come to learn that there are legitimate scientific theories that want to propose to seed the clouds or you know put 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 reflective materials in the upper atmosphere to reflect some of the sun's light now we're trying to be sustainable by doing such a experiment we're trying to sustain the ecosystem we're trying to prevent um global warming but at the same time we're playing god and we're throwing things out of whack you know, it's like manipulating something is almost corrupting the thing at the same time. Um, should we even, should I even, should I even have a discussion about having a sustainable behavior? Well, I think so if you want to extend your, lo your longevity, if you want to live long. But if you don't care about living long, then 
just let things be the way that they are and don't worry about it. Anyhow, I got to do something. I'll talk to y'all later.